0: and good morning good morning and welcome to another intriguing episode of Speaking Life with Dr. Sabrina. I am your host, Dr. Sabrina Jackson, the people expert. I help people with people, even if that person is themselves, because I say it all the time that we think somebody else needs help, but it's really us standing in the need of some help. And so that's what I do. And I do that in a myriad of ways. I am a clinical therapist by trade. I am a life coach, business coach, a speaking coach, an author, (sighs) TV, a radio personality, and an actress. Oh my goodness, I've been in eight movies now. And of course, I'm the host of Speaking Life. And specifically, we come here every week to speak life to you. The word tells us that life and death rest in the power of your own tongue and so we want to give you opportunities to just speak good things to you about you and so the way that we do that is I have the honor to interview incredible people I am so fortunate and blessed to know some of the best people walking on the planet and today is no different I have a guest who I've known for many many years, and. I am so impressed by his swag. I am impressed by the command that he has of the English, English language and how he speaks and teaches and moves. I am impressed that he's an author of 14 books. I am impressed that he is a preacher like none other. Oh, my goodness. He can weave some words together. What? I'm just saying. And he has a level of swag. You know, that lets you know he is in the building and it's none other than my brother, the good doctor, Eddie Connor. Welcome.
1: What an honor. What an honor. I, with that introduction, I got to take you everywhere with me. <laughs> I well, had you to know, check myself or I wreck myself. Is she talking about me? Yes,
0: I'm talking about <laughs> you. I'm talking about you. What's up? Dr. C.
1: It is an honor, an incredible honor. You are uh, the, one of God's divas, divinely inspired, victorious, accomplished sisters. You, you we wear are. your crown. You are, you are queen, quintessentially unique, empowering everyone naturally. So it's only right to be on the show with the voice of choice, and that's Ooh. you. So thank you so much. But
0: I tell you, it's going to be good up in here today. <laughs> good up in here today. Because when you are a wordsmither, and you are with a Mm. Oh, that's good. Oh, boy. Cause that's TNT. Because doesn't it, doesn't it, when you hear people, that's really good, doesn't it expire, inspire you to, oh, oh, I want to, I, I got something to say. Without a doubt. I, I love it. So whenever <laughs> I hear you, because, you know, I love acronyms. I use acronyms all the time mm-hmm. and then you use acronyms quite often that's true so I love to hear how you weave things together because then I go oh, maybe I could do a twist a twist on that <laughs> a twist on that so you are a speaker and you um, entitled an empowerment speaker Yes. and do is that different than a motivational speaker
1: yeah you know motivation uh, gets you going I think determination keeps you going so I want to Empower people to be determined, not just motivated.
0: And then I, I've been watching you and you are uh, in churches everywhere. Mm-hmm. So you preach it. That's right. So that's a little different than just empowerment. That, that's going down deep into the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. That's right. <laughs> so I love it. And and so I I'm excited. So do you. Um, Feel like being a speaker first or were you a preacher first?
1: Mm, that's a great question. Preacher first, actually. OK. Yeah. Um, I never actually wanted to do what I'm doing now. Oh, really? No. no. Why not? I, I wasn't interested in, you know, academia and empowerment and motivational speaking. None of that or. You know, I had to get dragged to church uh, eight days a week.
0: Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. OK.
1: So, you know, I, I had a uh, a crisis in my life. Uh, 2023 marks 23 years of me being cancer free.
0: Wow. Yeah, yeah. So this year is, is really powerful.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I don't, it's, it ain't my Jordan year. It ain't my LeBron year. It's my Psalm 23 year.
0: Come on. Let me tell you something about the number 23. I love this because the number 23 is yeah. very significant in my life as well.
1: Mm.
0: Because I was 23 when I received my master's degree. Wow. And then my son, who happens to turn 30 today, oh, got happy his birthday. master's degree at 23.
1: Unbelievable. So
0: we said, that's what we do in our house. We just get master's degrees at 23. Mm. So I am so excited about the fact that this is... 23
1: years. Mm, yeah, yeah. I wrote my first book at 23, graduated from college at 23. So Uh-oh,
0: 23.
1: We, we, we all in it.
0: It's, it's, a, it's a thing. Yeah. It's divinely, you know, we didn't know that we was going to be talking about 23 like this. We, we didn't know. We, we didn't know.
1: know. We didn't know.
0: We just show up and God just said, okay, now, nah, nah, let me release this for you. Let me give you this. Let <laughs> me give you that. Let me give you this. So you were diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. At a tender age.
1: Yes, absolutely right.
0: And right. how old were you?
1: I was 15 at the time. And, uh, you know, just being a regular kid, you know, I love school. My favorite two classes in school were gym and lunch. Uh, you know, I love chasing girls in, in, in gym
0: chasing. and gym and
1: eat and, you know, sit down, and eat with him at lunch. You know, Did he so. said
0: he was chasing girls. At, six, <laughs> at fifteen. Keep it real.
1: Without a doubt. Keep it,
0: keep it real, preacher.
1: Got to keep it real. Keep you it know? real. And so I'm experiencing these chest pains not knowing what's going on. And okay. You know, we don't really give especially black boys and men the opportunity to be vulnerable and express any pain. Pain is weakness leaving the body. Stand up, be a man, tough it out. Right. You know, and so I'm my father's not in my life at the time and parents are divorced. I'm having chest pains and I'm like, all right, I'm not telling nobody about nothing. I'm just gonna grin and bear it. And uh my mother's like, Something's going on with you. What's what's going on? And make a long story short, I'm over my friend's house watching a football game, can't breathe by halftime. I'm literally gasping for air, catching every other breath. Uh, his mother has to take me to the hospital. My mother meets me there. It feels like somebody's stabbing me in my heart. Mm. And uh, the doctors do a CT scan of the chest, need to take me to x-ray. They see my cells in my body growing so fast that they take me to surgery that they could see him growing with the naked eye. A tumor was forming around my heart, my trachea, my esophagus, my voice boxing. You know, I use my voice for a living. And uh felt great coming out of surgery. Doctor says, Eddie, uh, hold up, stop the press, wait one minute. Uh, you ain't going nowhere. Forget about going back to school, chasing the girls in the gym, and then sit down eating with, eating, eating with them at lunch. Uh, you have what we call uh, NHL. I'm, I'm like, I'm I'm happy now. Right,
0: because that's uh. I'm
1: getting ready to be the youngest on the National Hockey League uh, team. Oh
0: yes, hey.
1: I don't even like the sport. I'm tired of seeing white folks hit something black. Come on. <laughs> and so <laughs> with uh, a stick at with that. With a stick okay. at that. And so um. He says, no, you have uh, non Hodgkin's lymphoma. I'm like, doc, my first language is Ebonics. I'm still trying to learn English. What do you mean? He says, you not you have not one, not two, not three, but four. I'm like, $4? He's like, no, stage four cancer. I'm and like, that's how a death many, sentence. And how
0: many stages of cancer are there? The highest is four. I thought so. Well,
1: well, I so said when you too. get
0: a stage four diagnosis, that's serious. Serious. It's been there a minute.
1: Oh, yeah, right. It's
0: been there a minute, and yeah. because we don't know, we, you didn't know that, you know, and you were having chest pains, but at first you was like, well, you know, I'm a boy. Yeah, yeah. I ain't going to really say nothing. I
1: ain't not going to say nothing. I'll be all right. I'm
0: going to be all right. And
1: yeah.
0: I, I don't want people listening to this, especially if you have young people in your life, don't take their pains for granted mm. don't say things like what like cause I remember um, kids saying oh my back hurt and you ain't got no your back you, ain't got, <laughs> you only got gristle
1: right right you don't have no right. you
0: too young that right. to no
1: that's right
0: it is very possible that you can be ill so we have to pay attention and we have to use compassion Without a doubt. And a lot of times, because in the black community, can I just be honest? Come on. In the black community, we are tougher and harsher on each other Mm -hmm. than we are on anybody. Oh, yeah. We're supposed to tough it out. We've been through something. That don't mean we need to keep going through something. Right. Can can I say that? Just because we've been through something does not mean we have to continue to go through it. I think the word tells us that the poor will always be with us. It didn't say we had to be poor.
1: Mm. Uh, Come on, preacher.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, one preacher, to another. I'm just saying.
1: Come on with the fresh revelation.
0: But that is so important. So your diagnosis Of stage four at 15 what what was your mental? because you know I do mental health so what was the the mental thing for you at 15 what were you thinking
1: Uh, am I gonna live to see my next birthday I was thinking you know uh, am I gonna be able just to kick it with the homies and my friends and this that and the other what do I tell people right you know because now I'm a pariah to them, you know, is this contagious? Uh, how, you know, being treated as if you got modern day leprosy. You know, just just feeling like a, a total anomaly like you. It, it was an out of body experience. This can't be happening to me. I'm just starting my life. How am I fighting for my life? Mm. You know, that's yeah.
0: good. So what? So then you had to take chemo,
1: chemo and radiation. Yeah.
0: Chemo and radiation. So, uh, uh, people may not know the difference because a lot of times when you hear a cancer diagnosis, people just think chemo. Mm-hmm. But radiation is almost—it's like laser. Yeah, right. Where they're yeah. burning the the, yeah, the mass, the tumor, yeah, the yeah, tumor, yeah, tumor yeah. To, to get rid of it, mm-hmm. and then the chemo is the actual medicine that they're putting in in the IV. Without a doubt. To kill the cancerous cells, which kills regular cells as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. It It kills not just the bad ones, but the good ones. It kills the good ones, ones too. That's right. It do. It kills the good ones. That's right.
0: And so I know a a good friend of mine um, had um, that same type of cancer, Mm -hmm. and I went with her to every treatment because her husband, they had three young children, had to work. You know, he couldn't take off work to go. He just couldn't. Somebody had to be able to take care of the home and the children. Mm -hmm. So I, because um, I've been in business for myself for a minute, had flexibility in my schedule. And so I went with her to every treatment. And I remember them giving her Benadryl first Mm. before they gave her the chemo because the chemo would burn and the chemo helped with the reaction. Mm the the Benadryl you know helped with the reaction that I just remember that so vividly like we got to get the Benadryl in first wow and then the losing of the hair yeah
1: yeah
0: and you know just all of that and then and then my father um, God rest his soul had um, colon cancer mm. and I just remember him getting darker yep the chemo made him so dark he was already he's already my color i'm I'm my daddy color, so we dark people what a black anyway. the berry the sweet <laughs> just but we were- and so to see him get so dark yeah and then the thing that was scary like my my great um nephew was a baby at the time, a toddler, and his hands the front of his hands his palms were black mm and so to see his, you know, all of that just black was scary. Oh, wow. Um So you went through this chemo and yeah. radiation, and how long? Two years. Two years. Yeah, I lost treatment. my hair. Lost yeah. your hair.
1: Self confidence, self esteem. You know, that's probably why I wear my hair now like it is. Because a lot of brothers my my, my age are losing they be losing, their losing their hair. hair. So I'm
0: keeping, man. I lost
1: mine early, so I, I better floss with it. <laughs>
0: So then, what were the things? I, I, and I and I and I have to go here. Yeah. Because you had a praying mama.
1: Without a doubt. Shout out to my mama, Doctor Janice Connor.
0: Doctor Janice. Prayer warrior Janice. like none other. Yes, yes, and she's so fly and so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, class. Personified. Personified. She <laughs> looks good every time she comes in the building. Okay, yeah. uh, but what things did your mother say to you? to get you through
1: it's so apropos that your show is called speaking life because that's what she did for me she spoke life into my life when I was thinking death Mm. you know I didn't she made me want to live more than I wanted to live myself and without a doubt um she would tell me, "Hey, you know, you know, uh, she, Edward, she going to use my government
0: name." Your whole name. Yeah, she gave it to you. <laughs> for sure. So she can get she, she can, can use it. She can
1: use it. She said, "You ain't leaving here. You better take off that pity party hat." You know, Uh-oh. she was playing healing scriptures. Yes. Uh, speaking the word over my life. She yes. was making me memorize the word. Come on. To where she said, "Hey, I can fight for you, but you are going to have to get you up and fight have for yourself too." You to fight too. for yourself. That's right. Yes. So, I mean, she was healing, praying, prophesying, pleading the blood, feeding me the the right type of foods, too, because I had to do, yes, the spiritual, but also the the, the physical. physical and the practical. Absolutely. you know,
0: Absolutely. There's yeah. nothing like a mama. Ain't nothing like it. Ain't nothing yeah. like a mama. It's true. It is nothing like a mother. My mother's gone on to glory now, but mm. I absolutely know that there were so many times that I was in the dumps, feeling... You know, beating up on myself. I didn't yeah. think that this was going to work. I didn't know if this was going to happen. How? I got this opportunity. I don't know if it's going to work out. She was like, let me tell you something. Mm. I remember I, I, I tell this story often that when um, Wayne T. Jackson started his network, mm-hmm. I was offered a TV show yeah. of my own, wow. but I never did it. Really? And I never did it because. I did not want to be fat on TV. And at that time, I was 140 pounds heavier than I am today. Mm. And so I just, every time they would call me and say, well, Are you ready to come here? We're going to talk. And I was, I'm so busy. Wow. I'm so busy. I'm, so, I'm got speaking <laughs> engagements. I'm busy. <laughs> but I was really running mm. because of what my own stinking thinking was. And so a bishop friend of mine said to me, Daughter, when the show coming, I've been telling the people at the church that you going to have your own show. And I said, Bishop, I, I can't do it. Wow. And he says, why? I said, because I don't want to be fat on TV. He says, do you know that God knew the package you were in when he opened the door of opportunity? Mm. There is somebody sitting waiting for a breakthrough, but they got to see you in that package. Unbelievable. And then my mama, when she heard about it, she just says, "Oh, so um, so you do realize that that thinking is vanity. Mm. You you think you so vain about what you want to be perceived as. If you really want to change it, do something different. Wow. Yeah, that whole, do something different. Mm. If you want something different, you got to do something different, and it starts with what we think." What we think then turns into what we speak, and what we speak turns into what we see. So if you're watching right now, and you're looking at your life, and you don't like it, Eddie kind of says... You got the ability to change it. You got the ability to change it. Yes, you do. You got the ability to to change it. So you get healed. Yeah. So 17-ish. Right. You... You cancer-free. Did you get to ring the bell?
1: No, they didn't have that. Either. They had, they <laughs> they had, had no bell then. for me.
0: They had no bell
1: for you? They had no bell for me.
0: Oh, Lord, that sounds like a book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no bell for me. No bell for me. No.
0: Wow. They're ringing bells now, though.
1: Yeah, I see it.
0: I see it all the time, mm-hmm. people ringing, ringing the bell. Mm-hmm. So 17, you're cancer-free, Then, then what do you do?
1: I'm in, I remember being in my guidance counselor's office, um, and she told me, she said, Eddie, you're not going to college. Don't think about community college. She, she knew my favorite two classes in school were gym and lunch, and my grades were indicative of it. She said, uh, pick up a trade, and uh, that really, really got under my skin because I'm like, I've already been through cancer. What, what can stop me
0: now? What can, I'm, I'm what can school do?
1: Right. And I'm not going to let, you know, I'm going to use your negative words to, to esteem the power of my dream. And so I wrote an essay to, to EMU, got in on probation. They were really touched by my words. I was, I guess I was tapping into the power of the you pen. You were
0: tapping into the power of the pen then. And
1: I guess I was the kingpin of the ink pen at yes, that time. <laughs> so, yes, yes. Um, they got me in on, on I was, I was in, admitted on academic probation.
0: And what year was that that you got into Eastern?
1: 2000
0: in 2000 you're such a baby well because i graduated from eastern michigan
1: i didn't know you went to my alma mater get out of here it's
0: my alma mater Well, i guess i went to yours yes because i was there (laughs) i came out of eastern in 88
1: oh were y'all hurons eagles in
0: we were hurons ah okay Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah, we Eagles now. Now they're they
0: Eagles. Now they fly. Now and we're we going to run. the
1: Super Bowl. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I graduated in 88, and all while I was at Eastern, I um, sang in the gospel choir. Mm. And mm. this year is our 50th year anniversary as a gospel choir. So we're having a huge celebration in wow. May of this year. Wow That's yeah. amazing.: I know. 50 years.: 50 years, and we've had several different um, directors, and the director I was up under was uh, Marvin Miller, an amazing, oh, incredible singer, incredible singer.
1: Mm-hmm. Just
0: he's one of my favorite singers. because you know, how, have you ever seen a singer that sings with a whole body?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, they sing with their whole
0: body you know he would be they're moving and we'd be like could, could you just sit still sir wow but he sings with his whole body and so there's a clip on youtube of him in his kitchen singing with the late great rance allen mm. and they're singing um i won't complain wow if you want to go there look it up look it up under uh Marvin Miller and Rance Allen. But it was so good. Mm. I love music. I love, I, oh, love, yeah. I love music. I love gospel music. I, and so that's where, it, you know, I grew up in St. James Baptist Church. So that was music personified mm-hmm. back, back in the day. But, yeah, when I went to college, I sang in the gospel choir, traveled, oh. went to Jamaica, just all kind of places, singing. Wow. And going to school, getting good grades, good grades at Easter. Good, good grades at Eastern.
1: Look at you, just just talent all over the place.
0: It, it, and you know what's so crazy? I, I, I've always been one to really look at the landscape of a thing. Hmm. So I remember being in school and taking classes that were three credits, and you had to take them either three days a week, an hour a day, like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, or two days a week, you know, an hour and a half, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, right. But if you took your classes in the evening, you would take the class for one night, four hours, but you would get four credits. That made more sense to me. Mm. So people who were my peers were doing that scattered schedule, and I took my classes in the evening, one class per evening, and always had more credits. So I graduated early. Wow.
1: Look at you. You... you you rigged the system. You.
0: I just learned the system. <laughs> this is the thing about anything, though. If you learn the system, yeah. then you learn how to make it work for you. But if you don't know a system, you can't work it. And so I've never been one to just follow what I see other people doing, like what I saw my peers doing. I studied the system. So when I started looking at when the classes were offered, I was like, well, wait a minute. Why is this same class, but I can get four credits? Well, ho, ho. That don't. I think I like four credits better than three. oh, oh yeah absolutely I, and so I was always with older people because I was young but I was in those evening classes and then I would work during the day mm. I always had to have a little money I like a little money <laughs> I'm a Capricorn I like a little money <laughs> Capricorns like money that's what they say Capricorns he like
1: said money. he got to get to the bag
0: I got to get to the bag and so my father made me quit a job because mm. he said I sent you there to go to school I didn't send you there to work so if you need something, ask me. I said, okay. I do. I want my own apartment. <laughs> and I got it. I was the only girl. So, you know, that's how that goes. Yeah. So what I learned, though, as I was reading the notes about you, and, you know, I've known you for quite some time. And I told, I, I think I was, telling, I was telling somebody, I was telling, I says, Eddie Connor is going to be on my show today. And I tell two stories about Eddie all the time. <laughs> and he's laughing because he knows them.
1: One of them, at least.
0: <laughs> he knows one, because I say that one all the time. But the first story is I was partnering with the AARP to do an event for um, people over 50 and discussions about sex and dating and things of that nature. And I had a, a guest who was going to be on this panel that I was responsible for, and the guest called me and said that he had an opportunity to make some real money some money money mm. and that he couldn't come sorry 15 minutes before we were due to start the event and so I was like oh my god I need a man on this panel right now so I called Dr. Eddie Connor and this is what I said I said what are you doing right now <laughs> He said, I'm chilling you know what, what you need I said, if you can get over to St. Regis Hotel, Mm. I need you to sit on a panel. We're going to talk about dating and blah, blah, blah. And you can bring your books. You can set up a table. You can do whatever you want to do. He said, I'm on my way. AARP
1: of all places.
0: (laughs) AARP. And they loved him.
1: Yeah, they did. Donnie Simpson was there, too. Donnie
0: Simpson was there. Video Soul.
1: Yes. (laughs) DT, yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: So that's the first story because he came through in a clinch. So there's nothing that Eddie Connor cannot ask me to stop and do that I'm not gonna stop and do. My my my
1: mind is swirling now.
0: I I, I mean really because you came <laughs> through and I I am a very loyal person. Hmm. When you're good to me, I'm gonna be good to you. I'm good, period. But I'm extra good to those who are good to me. So that's it was the first a, it, story.
1: I was humbled to be honored to be asked. By oh my you, God, so we I'm had grateful. a ball though. Didn't we we did not we have a great we time? We great had great time.
0: great pictures and stuff from it it was really good yeah. so then the second story is my favorite <laughs> and it's my favorite because too often when we see people doing things that we want to do we really start a little hateration you know, not negative negative but negative a little mm-hmm. so eddie was on his way to do the steve harvey show And he was on Instagram um, with pictures of him with his Louis Vuitton luggage. Uh Louis Vuitton luggage. And he was talking about, you know, he's on his way, you know, to the the show. You remember the luggage. I remember the luggage. (laughs) I remember the luggage. I do. So I immediately start thinking about the fact that I wanted to do Steve Harvey. And so in my head, I was going, well, I want to be on Steve Harvey. How can I be on Steve Harvey? I got a book that, you know, he could have his boys' parents have the book because I wrote a book about raising black men and da 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 as a single mother. And then the Holy Spirit, like, hit me and went, uh, Sabrina, it's not about you. It's about him. Encourage your brother. And I said, uh uh-uh. I got that one all wrong. Okay, so let me get this right. And I stopped and I sent him a text that I'm encouraging him and told him to have a great time and checked myself. Cause So sometimes we're so busy checking other folk, we don't take time to check ourselves. So I tell the story because I want people to know that even me, I have to check myself. And in that moment, God showed me, uh-uh. bag down, girl. It ain't your moment. Celebrate someone else's moment and so many people have difficulty doing that. Mm. So thank you for being a part of my lesson.
1: I appreciate the you lesson. celebrating me. The
0: lesson. The <laughs> lesson. So I remember when you did the uh, cause no. you've done, have you done Steve Harvey more than once? No, just
1: that
0: just time, at once. Just that once and you were there like like dating.
1: Yeah, they had me on he an was, episode. He was called, dating. Uh, United Dates of America.
0: United Dates yeah. a little, of America. All right,
1: little play on words and so I was uh listed as the most eligible bachelor from Detroit, Michigan. So they brought me on there with a particularly young lady and she uh, was quote unquote the date from hell. Yeah, she? Was would. She? Yeah, she would ask. Uh, they were playing like a video vignette before they brought me out and she was asking guys on the first date how much cash you got in the bank. What's your credit score? <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to run the numbers up <laughs> and so so Steve brought me out. he said, uh doc Eddie, and you know she's you know screaming and hollering, and you know she's taking interest in me, and he said, Hey, before I send y'all on a date, let's all pray this was, I think this was the first and only time Steve prayed on <laughs> on t v and he took all our hands, and she was there with her uh sister- in law and, uh, you know, pray that it would all go well. So, you know, we went out and there wasn't nothing to it. But, you know, I
0: honored my commitment. Oh, you didn't like her. I mean, you weren't attracted to her. I'm just saying. Was no, she, no, did she no, ask no. you the questions about your money and stuff? She did not. She oh, did not. Okay. No,
1: we had good conversation. Had she conversation. was cool. She was, was cool. cool. Okay. We left it right there.
0: Okay, That's no cool. shade. Let's 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 real Nothing briefly. Nothing but sunlight. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing that I did not know about you before yeah. reading this, uh, the notes that they gave me about uh, interviewing you, is that you were raised in Kingston, Jamaica.
1: Yeah, man. No problem real teen really yeah
0: i never knew that.
1: yeah yeah i my uh was there from about age four to six or seven and my parents were uh missionaries to the island of jamaica Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. so they were doing a lot of preaching evangelizing stuff like that and so you know as a kid i'm absorbing the culture we passing out tracks and ministering to people and so i think it is just kind of gave me a love for people that at a young age, but also was able to see the, the depravity and the poverty in a third mm-hmm. world country,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, but also see the how people are still joyous and jo- jovial. Right, people, some people's feet were their shoes. You know what I'm saying? They still gonna walk two, three miles to get to church. We to ain't gonna to drive church. around the block.
0: We not going. Uh, uh, let me tell you, <laughs> yeah. my fa- my favorite church in L.A. when I was living in California was that was um. It was called the One Love Church. Hmm. And you know why I loved it? Because when I drove up, they had valet parking. You kidding me? I, I promise you, I said, <laughs> I said, this is my church home. I'm joining I tonight. Not, I had not even been inside. I said, oh, this is my church. Because <laughs> I, lo- I am a creature of comfort. I oh, am. You said, I said the
1: spirit bear witness with my oh, spirit.
0: This is my church. I love them. <laughs> they had enough sense to know that Unbelievable. somebody needed a valet. Unbelievable. It was lovely. Wow. So do you, how often do you get back to Jamaica? Haven't
1: been since 2019. Okay. Yeah. And that was the last time I was there. Of course, you know, prior to the pandemic, had a wonderful time.
0: Isn't it wonderful? It's one of my favorite places. Oh. Jamaica just, is one yeah. of my favorite places. I've had some of the best times in my life in Jamaica. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. So I tell yeah. the story, you know, because I am single. All right now ready to mingle <laughs> let it be known just put it out there just put it out there i am single uh, but i was in jamaica and you know in jamaica and in the in the islands and places like that they like dark women mm. and they like dark healthy women come on now and so i was not prepared for that I wasn't prepared for the type of attention that I would get because I didn't get that <laughs> attention at home. And so when I was there, every place I went, everybody, hey, you're such a beautiful black woman. Can I be your friend lady? And I got so tired of hearing that. And so one day I was on the beach and it was guys behind me playing soccer, which they call football over yeah, there. Yeah. And, and so I'm on the beach, I'm laying on and I'm just sunbathing. And their ball fell on my towel. I took the ball and I held it up like this, and when he came to get it, I didn't even look up. I just says, I know I'm a beautiful black woman. And I am not interested in being your friend. Wow. Take your take your ball.
1: Take your ball and go home.
0: Uh-huh. And <laughs> he says, Lady. But lady. And I looked up and I promise you. He was the finest man I had ever seen in my entire life. I had, oh, my God, his teeth looked like they were carved out of pearls. I mean, they were so white and pretty. I was like, oh, oh hold on, wait a minute. Maybe I do need to be a friend. <laughs> had a wonderful time.
1: Getting ready to have a Stella got a groove back moment. I, uh,
0: but see, I always say I've never <laughs> lost my groove. <laughs> i am not I've not lost it. I, I keep my groove. I'm not Come losing on. it. I'm not losing the groove. I keep the groove. So speaking of grooves, you got books. That is true. Yeah. And one of the books is what's the queen?
1: Yeah. Dear Queen.
0: Dear Queen. Mm-hmm. And so what is that book about?
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a two-volume set um, Volume one was Dear Queen um, Jewels of wisdom to love yourself and know your worth and that it, it came from me. I used to write love letters to girls in school Yeah, and yeah, slip it I used to be real shy So I slip a love letter to a girls locker anonymously and word kind of got around that I was the one Doing it and so some of the fellas like yo, man, write write me one for this shorty over here uh, I'll give you some money or I'll give you some pizza and, and chocolate and milk on Fridays. Mo- that is
0: a movie waiting to happen. I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I, it just dawned on me years later. I said, hey, if I can write a, a letter of love to a girl, why can't I write a book of love to women mm. to appreciate their value, and especially the black woman?
0: So I have volume one. I didn't know that there was a volume, volume two. Volume
1: two right here. Okay. I get uh, it. How to Wear Your Crown Walk in Authority and Authenticity. Yeah, yeah, the most neglected, yes. unprotected, and disrespected woman on the planet, as Malcolm X said, is the black woman. It is. And so I think we've got to lift them up, celebrate them, and, and, and elevate them in any way that we possibly can. Okay. No.
0: And then this latest book. Yes. The Mask of Masculinity.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, How Men Can Reclaim Their Identity, Lead in Love of Vulnerability.
0: Yeah. Look at that. We're like, oh. all the <laughs> women in the room went, oh. We need to make sure every man we know has this book. Because mm-hmm. there is a thing I was talking about, and this is a great segue into what I want to ask you about. And I know that you did not know I was going to ask you, but I just figured since we were who we are, it would be a great conversation to have. One, I want to talk about the fact that uh, Ricky Smiley lost mm-hmm. his son yeah. yesterday. And one of the things that I appreciate about Ricky is that he is vulnerable Mm. and he is honest. So like yesterday when he got the news, he came on and he was extremely befuddled. I mean, you could just tell he's like, I don't know where my keys are. I'm trying to get to the airport because he's trying to get get there. And I think so often men in moments of pain try to suck it in. Yeah. Try to act like, you know, I got to be strong for everybody else. But who, 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 when do you and where do you have your moment? So what would you say to a man who is dealing with pain and the emotional and sadness and of loss? Because all of us with the pandemic have really been dealing with so much loss.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I believe that really as men, we're more like uh, T'Challa than Black Panther. We're more like uh, a Clark Kent than Superman. We're more like David Banner than the Hulk. Uh, beyond just our our caricature, we really uh, have to tap into the essence of our character. And, and so many times we're wearing the cape that the cape becomes a chokehold. Yeah, so to be able to, to relinquish the cape... To be able to tap into your your identity and your masculinity through the, the lens of vulnerability. Vulnerability is not weakness, it's strength. And that's about honoring your humanity. To say this is this is the weak moment that I'm having. It doesn't make me less than a man. It makes me uh just as much of a man to be able to tap in and say, This is a, a pain point that I really need to talk to somebody about, that I really need to to just sit and rest with and, and deal with the emotional aspect because so many times we're mostly incarcerated, uh, and, and psychologically stigmatized to where we have to let go of all of the, the performative aspect of masculinity and manhood and really just tap it and say, you know, this is what I need to deal with. I need to maybe get counseling, the multitude of counselors, there's uh-oh. safety. oh oh uh-oh. Mm-hmm. uh-oh. Yeah. I always
0: I mean, say you can't, can't have Jesus
1: and, 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 and a and Dr. A Sabrina. Yeah, you, can't, you, can't
0: ha- you can't have both.
1: Yeah, you can.
0: We're not mutually exclusive.
1: That's right. You just
0: can't have a Dr. Sabrina without Jesus. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and no. you don't have to have Jesus without a Dr. Sabrina. You can't have both. That's right. Especially with mm-hmm. men. Yeah. And because a lot of times, men, I, don't, I don't want nobody telling me nothing. Well, how do you get to a space that you've never been? Healthy. Without assistance, because the number one reason why people fail at anything that they do is coachability. Mm. When you lack the ability to take and implement feedback. Yeah. So oftentimes when we get feedback we don't like, we tripping. Oh, and that's yeah. all people. We don't, we don't mm-hmm. about to tell us nothing, especially when we get grown. Don't get grown and have a a, a degree or two. Oh, my God. Don't tell oh, me yeah. nothing. Oh, yeah. Don't be, don't have some money. Money cannot buy everything, and it definitely can't buy mental wellness mm-hmm. and all of us have places and spaces right now that we have to really check ourselves and 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 so the second discussion is about uh the recent killing the recent because oh, yeah. we we've had so many this recent killing um in Memphis. <clears throat> where the five officers that have been um charged and rightfully so um happen to be african-american and so i i've I've been talking to people and so the one thing that i've been hearing a lot is well they should get off because other people get off that's the first thing the second thing is, well, I'm not going to watch the video. And I, I, I am an advocate for not watching the video. I, I think that we have to guard our peace. And we have to guard um, our spirit. You know, I, I, I really try not to go down streets and, and do things to myself that's going to take me off my screen and make me messed up. Because st- I'm human. And things mess me up. And I know just hearing it messed me up. But I don't, I don't really want to see the video. I don't. But then it also reminds me of the fact of when Emmett Till's mom did what she did because she felt like people need to see. So what, you, what, what say you, Dr. C.?
1: You think about what took place, and for those who did see the images, and didn't even even see the images, it's the self hate that's perpetuated, mm-hmm. you know, amongst Black people, and even even is in the the law enforcement aspect. Who are they talking about to profile the most? People right. who look like you and me, mm-hmm. and so when you look at all of that, and you see the the self hate, the the negativity of what is perpetuated one towards another. You think about George Floyd. You think about this brother both called out for their mother. So these brothers as well, these, these can't even call them brothers. These officers who perpetuated that type of violence against another man. And you saw how they, well, I saw the video, how they beat him mercilessly. Uh, But we can't take, we can't exclude the white officer with the taser. Right. You know, so all of them. Are in the same cesspool and all should get the highest levels of, you know, um, judgment from the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we see this continually going on and, and we keep keep crying out. When is this going to stop? When is this going to stop? Uh, we're, we're dealing with systemic racism is what it is. And then we're dealing with intra-racial racism.
0: Say that again.
1: Yeah. Say that de- part <laughs> again,
0: because I think that that's one of the things that we really don't mm-hmm. tap into enough. Yeah, we are racist against each other. other. Yeah. We think Mm-mm, he ain't nothing. He ain't like me. She ain't nothing. She. Yep. We do that a lot. And I and I I very rarely talk about it uh, here. But the fact that I am a darker hued woman causes me issues. Mm hmm. And so I remember I was um working with a local station. I won't say won't say which one it was, but it was not Fox. Fox <laughs> loves me, I love them. Um but and and they told me when I came on they says, "Well, we're going to put together a marketing campaign for your show." And it never happened. We took the pictures, wow. we did all of the stuff, but they never did it. And the other thing that I noticed is that someone else, who was a colleague of mine, got a show on the same station. And within two weeks, her billboards and things were, and she's on the side of buses and on billboards, and she was a lighter-hued woman. Mm. And so I did not think about it at that time. I really just thought because she was, she happened to be... A politician and you know so I said well you know maybe that's it but someone later told me oh no they wasn't going to do a billboard packaging and stuff for you because you're dark and I went what but then if I really look at it if you really look at it where do you see dark women Mm. I mean really as dark as me I'm pretty dark. I love it, though. I tell I me mean, you can't handle all this chocolate. What? <laughs> but it does cause me issues.
1: Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just, just real yeah. life stuff. Yeah. We we recognize, because I had the color complex too growing up, I recognize the skin that I'm in and oftentimes recognize that my skin complexion is a pariah in America's eyes, that my skin is a sin. Mm -hmm. And I had to come to having that powerful self-awareness as we have, but also loving ourselves through that. And then tapping into the fact that, listen, some doors may be shut in our face, but no is new opportunity. Look at Fox couldn't deny you. Look at you got your own show. Look at you flowing and glowing. And doing your thing.
0: Hey, <laughs> they word can't, up!
1: They can't stop it. They can't no, stop they really your can't. shine, and you just turned up the brightness.
0: They, they really can't, but it yeah. does. It does cause. For you internally to yep. have the discussion with yourself, to Let understand and to go beyond and not allow people to hold you back or to make it make you stop. Because mm-hmm. easily I could have said, oh, well, they didn't want me. So I, I don't want to do nothing now. Right. Yeah. I'm like, they don't want me. Somebody do. Mm-hmm. Somebody on the planet is talking about me. That's right. And then I, I take it a step further. They're talking about how they can pay me. Come on. Big. Money. I say it every <laughs> day. To somebody on the planet is saying Dr. Sabrina Jackson. How can I get to her yep. and pay her big money?
1: You said money flows to me easily and effortlessly.
0: Easily. <laughs> I, I am a money magnet. That's come on what?
1: now. That's I it. I love
0: an affirmation. So wow. you are, you know, when we advertised the show today, we had a clip. You're right yeah. We had a clip yeah. People love the clip Wow Oh my goodness Uh oh Somebody phone ringing Oh Uh No distant caller Somebody calling Oh somebody me. calling Can we talk to them
2: yeah, Hey so. Hey caller Hey what's going on What's going on No not in this discussion Riding around I'm like usually I try to catch y'all As soon as y'all come on
0: Wow You know I was a little slow today Because I was trying to get coffee I'm just gonna be real Ain't that terrible
2: hey, no. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You, you got to be awake in order to deliver the news.
0: <laughs> yes. So what's, what's your name?
2: My name is Lorenzo. Lorenzo Rag. Welcome.
0: Well, hello and welcome to Speaking Life with Dr. Sabrina and my guest, Dr. Eddie Conner. Do you know Dr. Connor?
2: No, I do not
0: Well, you need to meet this brother When I tell you this brother is the truth He is out here it's kicking knowledge He's got 14 books He is a survivor of cancer Stage 4 cancer And he had cancer at the early age of 15 And so now he's um, speaking and teaching All over the world Well,
2: that's a, that's a total blessing right there within itself
0: Yes,
1: indeed Pleasure to connect with you, brother
0: Yes, definitely a pleasure well, are you? Today we're oh, <laughs> we're talking about right now. We were just talking about the the incident with the five gentlemen who um, killed the the young man in in Memphis.
2: You know what? I was in Detroit all this weekend. I'm back home in Georgia now, and I was following that closely. Mm-hmm. That's that's really um uh, that's really a shame in so many different ways. How do we, how do, how do, how do we, how do we go into this? Well, <clears throat> um, us killing us is a real problem We're within itself in the streets. Right. On the ones that are protecting us. Now, a couple of things here. The so way that they expedited this to for put these cops away, to put them in jail and take away their pension, this needs to be the blueprint. As the um, lawyer said, this needs to be the blueprint on how we treat all officers.
0: Yes, yes, I agree. I'm,
2: I'm not defending them because they're black. You're Me here either. to serve. It, you know, you're here to serve and protect. Because I hear a lot of people saying, "Well, uh, the white officers, this, this, yes. and that happened to them." You know what? We got to start looking beyond color. We got to start looking at what's right,
0: right and wrong. Absolutely,
2: exactly. absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And that
2: being said, this young man—I seen some of the video. To me, it was very heartbreaking.
0: It was. it was
2: very disturbing to see this man calling for his mama. This man is calling for his mama, and y'all are doing this to this man. And this man is less than a thousand feet away from his house.
0: Wow, I didn't realize this, that.
2: Yes, he was—he was—he was like three blocks away. He wasn't that far away. Wow. He was not that far away. He was. The man was, it, re, it reminded me of when, when they happened to George Floyd. He's yes. Calling for his mama, and it was so sad because, you know, as black, as black men in this blue outfit, this blue suit, you chose to protect the gang rather than protect the community. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very bad mistake on their behalf.
0: I want to thank you so much for calling in. It is the end of my show, so I got to go. But thank you, and you travel safe there in Georgia, and and take care of yourself. Okay. No
2: doubt, I will catch you again.
0: All righty, take care. Have I want to thank my brother from another mother.
1: My sister from another mister.
0: Mister Eddie Connor, <laughs> Eddie. We, we know we need to do what I say. We, we need to do it. We just B- need to B- do it.
1: Build, build a man? What B- is it? No, it's
0: build a mate. Build a mate.
1: There it is. Build
0: a mate. Yeah. And so you know how you go and you build a bear? Right. That's the concept. But you're putting together the words, the attitudes, the things that you want to create. Because I believe that the things that you put together that you want to create, you first have to make sure you have them in you. Come on. So then you can draw that to you. So wouldn't that be powerful Let's do it. to have Dr. Eddie and I... Talking to the men and the women About building a mate A dream uh-huh.
1: team seminar
0: A dream team it. seminar I love it Where can <laughs> people find
1: you The revolution not only be televised It'll be digitized Connect with me Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok We don't stop At Eddie Connor Jr. Put some respect on my name E-D-D-I-E C-O-N-N-O-R-J-R If you want to go to the next level Success and purpose Connect with me uh, Go to the EaglesAcademy.com We have an incredible academy goes on with empowerment, with teaching, with training. You're just going to 10X your life. So the Eagles Academy. The Eagles
0: Academy. He's doing great, great things. I am so excited to always be here with you every single Monday at 1130 a.m. where we're speaking life. And I am asking and praying that God uses my tongue as the pen of a ready Ready writer. writer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) So uh, speak Good things to yourself, about yourself all week. And I guarantee you, your week will go great if you just speak life to you. See you next week and have a great one.